How's it going, everybody? It's your boy Kenny from Real Talk with Ken. Episode two on this podcast. Um, I hope you guys go and listen to episode one. I talked about gun-free zones and the ridiculous claim of repealing them and giving guns to teachers. You can view that shortly on on any Apple podcast or Google or Android podcast where you get your podcast. Um, but today is Friday. Friday, March 30th. And today's show is going to be, I'm recording today because I had this idea. I mean, I was doing a lot of research and I do a lot of research, guys. Like I like, I read a lot and let me just speak on reading (laughs) real quick. I don't have cable. I'm a millennial. I don't got money for that shit. All right. Um, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm a nursing student, so I definitely don't have money for that shit. I have, I pay for my Wi-Fi, and I have Netflix. That's it. I don't have cable. So when it comes to getting my news, you know, I read. I read. I have a news app. Um, I have this one app called the Smart News app, where I get all of my unbiased news. I also use uh, var- various um, government websites. I also use a lot of nonpartisan think tanks like Brookings American Enterprise Institute and the Brookings Institution. Sorry, I mentioned that before. To get all my information because um, I need I need the facts. I need them unbiasedly. I need the fact. I just need the right amount of facts. So I do read a lot of um, Fox News articles. I read a lot of articles from both sides, left CNN, left which is um, and MSNBC, which is supposed to be the middle, but I I still call them left. I read a lot of articles from the right, Breitbart, because I want to get all the information from all different sides, so that I could do my show, so that I can be an American that's an informed American, informed citizen. Having said that, let's get straight to what the topic is of today. The topic for today is 40 acres of mule. Yes, we're going to talk race. We're going to talk race. We're going to talk his U.S. history, um, 40 acres and a mule versus the Civil Liberties Act of 1988. And I'm pro-black, okay? I'm being straight up. Love being black, okay? Everything black. My favorite color is black. I love being a black man. I don't necessarily like being a black man in America, but it is what it is, you know. But I love being black, and I love black history. In fact, I believe purposely, um, I mean, honestly, excuse me, honestly, I believe that black history is American history. I just feel like there's a grave injustice that's that's going on to both sides, not just black people in America, but to white people and all people who go to school. We are not learning the history, all of the history, or at least a good amount of it, and and it leads to you know people like the president of the United States saying I don't know what the Civil War was about, or people saying that the oh slavery wasn't the, the, the Civil War wasn't about slavery, it was about states' rights, states' rights. I mean, how many times have I heard that as a black man? Um, and like you know, there's a lot of there's a large following of people who have a huge, very very skewed. Views of our history and I'm walking around with the wrong information. And what I like to do on my show is to provide the everyday American or, you know, everyday American, everyday average Joe person on the street, which is what I am. I'm nothing. I'm nothing special. I'm not a political talking head. I don't get paid for these podcasts. I want to provide to you um, from my perspective, the average everyday person, um, the truth. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I do on my show. You understand? But I'm also not like another brick in the wall, you know, and I'm quoting Pink Floyd. I'm not just another brick in the wall who 
just follows and is under the conditioning thumb of media and all the other stuff that goes on in this country. I actually do my research. I read. But without further ado, um, for those who don't know about the 40 Acres and the Mule, let me go through some of the history. I'm going to read from um, this article that I got from um, Encyclopedia.com. However, this information is, I did a supplemental to supplement this information that I have. I did took information from Congress.gov, which is a government website. And this was, um, uh, the, not the 40 acres in the mule, I'm sorry, the, the uh, Civil Liberties Act of 1988. You can find that at the actual legislation that was signed by Reagan. And you can find that on congress.gov. Um, 40 acres in the mule, I used uh, very, various, various different um, uh, sites to get my information. I can post them below if you guys need, or if you guys want to request where I got my information from, please request. Um, but let me get straight into it. All right, 40 acres in the mule, a phrase echoed throughout the South and after the Civil War, asserting the right of newly freed African Americans to um, redistributed land. So basically, um, they said that General William T. Sherman, which is a who was a special field order, had a, who basically he put out a special field order that said that you got to give these Negroes some land. Okay, they tilled this land for free. This is in January 16th of 18, um, January 16, 1865. You get these Negroes. You had you treated them like garbage. You 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 used them. You, you know you gave you, you they built these lands for free, and now we have read the law is that you can't own them anymore. So instead of just leaving them to their, you know, letting them be free reign so that you could just probably take over them hostile, you know, be hostile and take over them again because you just can't free them and then say, okay, you're free and then provide no protection, no anything for them. Because what you're going to do is once we go back to the north, when we take our troops back to the north, what are you, what's, what, what's going to happen is you're just going to take over, take them over again, put them right back into slavery. So we're going to take away your land because you lost so we're going to take a we're going to confiscate these lands that was basically built off of free labor and we're going to take these land from you and we're going to give it to these people that in part in a form of reparation and restitution for what you did to them. We're going to give the land to these African Americans who know the land because they tilled it for free. They know the land and it's going to give them an opportunity to build up and bring, make their own neighborhood bring bring uh, not their own neighborhoods their own land, their own community. And uh, basically, it says the plantations confiscated by the U.S. troops during the war, a compensation for unpaid labor during slavery. Many historians trace the phrase back to General William T. Sherman's special field order number 15 issued on January 16, 1865, which set aside a 30-mile tract of land along the South Carolina and Georgia coast for former slaves and promised the Army's help in securing the the lone mules. That's why we got the AD. The phrase of 40 acres and a mule. In addition, the Freedmen's Bureau, Freedmen Bureau's, um, the Freedmen Bureau, so the Freedmen Bureau, which is a bureau that was created under Lincoln, helped secure, um, sorry, initially was authorized to divide the abandoned and confiscated lands into 40 acre tracts for rental and the eventual sale to refugees and former slaves. Despite the efforts, the radical Republicans during the Reconstruction period, however, significant land um, redistribution measures ultimately were 
abandoned. So the measures that they took were abandoned due to the radical Republicans during the Reconstruction period. So basically, all the talks of that happened with Lincoln, because Lincoln was, you know, one of the, the well, not one of them. He was the president who wrote the Emancipation Proclamation and was the leader and the general of the Union, the, the North. He basically said, you got to give these niggas land. And then basically these radical Republicans were like so obstruct. I mean, they were obstruct. They obstructed it the whole way through and obstruct and obstructed, uh, obstructed him. And basically the uh, I think from what I know, it was after Lincoln was assassinated, um, President Jackson um, President Jackson vetoed this bill. This was a bill. This this order, that wasn't just an order from General William T. Sherman. This was an an uh, a bill that went to the went to his desk, Andrew Jackson's desk, to give this land to the refugees and African Americans. And then it said that the phrase itself continued to live vividly in the minds of African Americans throughout the 20th century, symbolizing the many unfin the un many of the unfinished business of the Civil War. It's thus was used to advocate the affirmative action programs that developed from the Civil Rights Movement of 1960s. The other 1960s, I'm sorry. As the 20th century began, moreover, a group prominent defense attorney and civil rights advocates used the phrase in making proposals for class action lawsuits and other measures designed to secure financial um, reparations for the descendants of African-American slaves. So there you have it. Okay. Um, From what I know, this was a bill that was proposed by the um, by Lincoln was put in order that was implemented by General William T. Sherman and then was then vetoed after his assassination. So basically, when Lincoln died, so did this bill. Because Andrew Jackson, the jackass, the, the asshole that he was, sorry for those who love um, who, who praise him out there, um, essentially destroyed this and it was the it was a lie and i know what most conservatives are going to say listening to it's going like oh well it wasn't their land to begin with it was the land of the the um the slave owners well you have a point there it, but they lost they chose to secede they chose they wanted the, in the in the in the in the, the 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 words of my my brethren from the hood i love my brethren they would be like they wanted this beef they wanted this beef they seceded Okay, they seceded and said, we are not part of America. So just like if we were in war with another country and we won and we took over the spoils of that war, the spoils of that war of the Civil War was we going to take your land and give it to the Negroes. The Negroes that you were treating like garbage and selling like property. And, you know, you guys know the story. Okay, we're going to take the spoils of the war because you said you didn't want to be part of America no more. I'm me big and bad. We the big bad South. We got all the we got all the stuff we need to be our country on our own. So you seceded because you didn't like the fact that we said that you couldn't own slaves anymore. So now that we've won and you have lost, we are now going to take over the spoils of war. It doesn't matter if it's a civil war it's a, a war fought somewhere else. We're going to take the spoils of the war and give it to the Negroes and the people that who we were fighting for. But that, like I said, got, Lincoln died and so did 40 acres in the mule. And people to this day talks about, talks about, <laughs> talk about 
like, oh, how would, how would, how could the government do it? How could the government give black people anything? We don't owe, the government don't owe black people shit. The government don't owe black people nothing. How, 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 how can we logistically do it? How can we even give, what are we going to do? Give them a check? What are we going to do? We're going to give black people a check? This is the shit that I hear when I walk around Plattsburgh. Um, when I walk, when I have conversation with white people, not all white people, there's some white people that are very in- intelligent. People, there are some white people that are very woke to or enlightened to this to this injustice that happened to us in the past. And there's a lot of white people that, that will say, you know what? I believe that we should give, give black people something or try to give back and better the black community and wrongs and right the wrongs of what the, the U.S. government did. So for you white people, I'm not talking to you. No, I ain't talking. Y'all, you good. You all right. You comfortable. It's the others I'm talking about. But like the Tucker Carlson's and the and the, and the Sean Hannity's of the world, I'm talking to y'all and the people who listen to them and 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 believe the bullshit narratives that they spin on their show. But I digress. I'm gonna go ahead and read now the Civil Liberties Act. So I don't know if you know what the Civil Liberties Act is from 1988 in fact it's actually called hr 442 which is a law that was signed so we're going to go from the civil rights movement and reconstruction we're going to go 100 years to 1988 we're going to go from 1886 to 1988 okay where president reagan everybody every conservative's favorite president oh we need to go back to the days of reagan Everybody's favorite president. I'm not everybody. Well, I would say mostly conservatives. Um, the the herald president of the you know the conservative conservatism. Everybody loves Reagan. 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 Okay. It says in 1988, President Reagan signed the Civil Liberties Act to compensate more than a hundred thousand pe- um, people of Japanese descent. Not Japanese, but Japanese descent. Okay, but we couldn't. We can't do it for black people. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Who were incarcerated in internment camps during World War II. The legislation offered a formal apology and paid out. Listen to this. Hold your breath. Paid out $20,000 in compensation to each surviving victim. The law won congressional approval only after a decade-long campaign of the Japanese-American community. Black people, how long have we been saying, how long have black people been saying we need our 30 acres and a mule, that we need reparations for what, for, 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 for slavery? Not just for slavery. Because let's just say, okay, we're going to wipe this, we're going to, you know, let bygones be bygones, water under the bridge for slavery. We still have segregation. We still have the um, redlining. All of these actions that the government has done, but no white person, not all white people, but no white person was saying, say, you know what? Enough is enough. There is something that we can do to help the black community. Let's use the power of our government to do that. But no, white people love to tell black people what we need to do. Love to tell us that we need to pull ourselves up on our bootstraps and and work hard. This is the shit that gets me. And I'm sorry I'm getting so emotional. I'm getting worked up because this this is the cognitive dissonance that goes on in this country as far as our society. And the ignorance 
is is so people and, and the information that's all here that's free i didn't have to pay to find this out this is just me throwing myself into research this is me using google the same google that tracks my ass everywhere i go i'm using it to understand more about the history of my people and all of america so they pay 20000 to every surviving victim. And they formally apologize to every person of descent. So they paid about 100,000 people. No, they paid every, I'm sorry, they paid every victim. Now, here's the problem. This is, the, this is why it gets fucked, excuse me, why it's so messed up. It's because we talk about how we can do it. How it would be, it's not, it's impossible for us to do it. You know what was hard? You know what took a lot of time, a lot of planning, racist legislation, a lot of implementation. You know what took a lot of implementation, racist legislation. To this day, we have the technology, we have the means, we have a, a strong following black community that could that will come together and create a plan. Dr. Claude Anderson, look up Dr. Claude Anderson. Dr. Claude Anderson, for years, his whole life, he's been talking about reparations and how the government can do it. But yet, Tucker Carlson, Ben Shapiro, and all these conservative, Republican conservative talking mouthpieces always got something negative to say but they don't have no solution their solution is that all the problems that's caused by black people are it is caused by their own by, by their own actions no the government made yes it was yes this happened in the past but what happens in the past reverberates to the future yes we are a lot of black people make hard make things hard on themselves absolutely but they don't talk about one thing that ben shapiro and all these people who talk shit don't know they don't know that there is a strong following of black people who are trying to do for ourselves, who are trying to make lives better for ourselves. Like myself, using this platform, using my voice, using my sharing knowledge and education and far as, and also donating money to these 26 organizations that I know of that are trying to better the community. Uh, like Colin Kaepernick, who donated all of his money, not only to the black community, but to several other charities. And, and, and he's, le he's the leader of the Know Your Rights movement. This is black people are coming together and doing for ourselves. Is it 100% of the population, black population? No. They're gonna be, there's going to be people who are stupid in every population and every race. Am I correct? However, nobody wants to take, nobody, everybody always wants to talk about what black people need to do. But nobody will open their mouth and say, how about let's do something for black people. Let's do something. And we tried. We tried. With affirmative action, when it comes to letting, uh, when it comes to affirmative action as it pertains to schools, but we shut that down. Two white people, two white people couldn't get into a college because, uh, because one, because because the seats that were reserved for black students, they they thought that they were being reverse discriminated against. So that part of affirmative action went to shit. There was that or affirmative action went to shit for us. That was the first time you in a long time you saw the government try to do something for the African American. And of course, like many things, we can black people cannot have anything in this country without white obstruction. And that's a fact. And I challenge anybody listening to this to this podcast right now to challenge that claim. We can't have we can't even have a freaking movie without white people saying, "Oh, what if it was a white panther movie?" That's a fact. You did it for the Japanese. You do it for the Native Americans. I, I went to college and I had a Native American. I knew a Native American guy, right? And he was he was a Native. He wasn't even a hundred percent Native American. He was a, um, of Native American Native American descent, and he was going to college for free, for free. 
for free. We did it for the Japanese. We do it for the Native Americans. But when it's time to talk about black people repar- reparations, it's always, oh, how, how would we do that? That would take so much time. That would take, that, how can we logistically do that? Every, there's every excuse in the book. Every excuse in the book. And then white people, not all white people, I have to be clear. Because I, I can't, I can't sh- shun an entire race of people. Because that, that, that doesn't make me no better than the people that shun all black people, right? So not all white folks, but a good following of white folks in this nation will believe this garbage that is spewed out of their TV and tell me that, this is, that there's no way to possibly do this. We did it for the Japanese. In fact, not only they, the executive order of... Um, Executive Order 9066, which is which authorized the internment. That's what the, that's what they were basically get being forgiven for. And I learned about this in school. I didn't learn about this part. Now that goes back to the first segment when I was talking about the grave injustice that is happening in this country and happening in U.S. public schools. I never learned about Executive Order 9066. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I did. I never learned about the Civil Liberties Act. I never learned about that. I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe I, maybe I just forgot it. I don't, I would like challenge anybody to pull that up in the U.S. history textbook. Go to any public school and show me where this is in the textbook and I'll shut my mouth. I'll be, I'll be shocked because I don't remember learning about them paying reparations to the Japanese. I knew of the Japanese being in in internment camps because of under some suspicion that because after the attack on Pearl Harbor, in World War Two, that they were there was this some there was a fear mongering, essentially a fear mongering or fear base that was um, narrative that was put out about um, Japanese Americans who were here who had job who was providing jobs where they had businesses. I remember that they had businesses that they were forced out of that they had to default on because they weren't there to either pay whatever rent that they were owning for the uh, store to the to own the store or whatever mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. And they were forced into internment camps. I see the same thing coming for Muslims. If we continue with the, on the rate that we're going with this fear mongering of, of Muslims and terrorists, I could definitely see that because we have a whack job of a president that has no other essentially no other way of saying, oh, we, oh let's ban Muslims. Muslims, rather, let's, rather than saying, let's logistically, critically think on how to stop terrorism, but let's ban all Muslims, which he tried to do, like, literally, the month after he was inaugurated, or the same month he was, he was inaugurated. You understand? So, I see, I, I could definitely see that coming for Muslims, but this is the shit. I never learned about, I learned about the internment camp, but I never learned about the reparations. Now, ask, answer me why you, I, I, mean, I mean, answer me. Why did why don't they teach us in school? They teach one part but not the other. Explain to me. You think that's oh you think that's, oh they just forgot about it or is that, that is that by design? This is the nonsense. So let me tell you there's some ways how some ways that the government can make better by black people. Simple tax deductions. Yeah, I want a fucking tax deduction because for being black. Yes. I want a tax deduction. That's one way you could make things. You don't have to write us a check. There's a lot of black families who work hard in this country that pay taxes to pay taxes to cops who, who, who profile them, to pay taxes for, for a government that don't really represent them, who, uh, to pay taxes to live in a nation and pay taxes where they feel like they're a, per- we're a, people, we're, we're a people without a country. What incentives do black people have? I mean, not incentives. What, 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 what privilege do black people have? Please tell me what privileges we have. The one privilege we had 
which was um, affirmative action to get into college, that was stripped from us because two white people, one, one of them, a white woman who didn't even have the grades to get into the school that she was attending, they thought that they were being reverse discriminated again, against. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want a tax deduction for being black. Absolutely. Why not? It's not that big of a deal. You give you give all other people's tax deductions. You give you give big 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 time CEOs tax deductions. That's just one idea. How about you break I mean, there is a multitude of ways. And I ask you, I ask anybody, or, or even giving a loan for a business or you know, for, for black people. There's so many ways we can do it. There's so many ways we can do it. But the problem is. This is the problem. This is what's holding back. Nobody cares about black people. That's the truth. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to do the research. Nobody wants to expend the money and the time because, you know, God forbid that the government use the same effort that they use to oppress a people to fix a people. And then you wonder why. Black people will walk around angry and pissed off. We've been angry since since the, 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 the 40s acres and the mule law went away. We've been angry about that. And you wonder why every time I walk in the streets and I'm looking, I, I, don't, I don't smile at everyone's fucking face. Why are we so angry? Well, why are you always so angry? Why are black people so angry? Why you got an attitude all the time? It didn't come, we didn't, it didn't come from nowhere. It didn't just happen. Where's our 40 acres and a mule? And I keep telling people, you can hate me all you want, but you know something? You know what? I don't feel like I'm an American. In fact, the fact, the fact that you call me an African-American doesn't even make me feel like I'm an American. African-American is like if I came from Africa, I migrated from Africa, and I came here. Like, I wasn't born here. Like, I don't, essentially, I don't have a birthright to be, I don't, I, I, and I'm, I don't have a birthright or rights to what's involved because I just came here. I, I wasn't born here. I'm African American. That's why I don't even identify as African American. As black, you call me black. You call me black. I love being black. If you have, you missed the first part of the seg- first segment in the show. But that's just how I feel. I urge you guys to do your research. Okay, because a lot of this research and this article was from NPR, but I supplemented it with um, uh, the because uh, I wanted to find out. I want to make sure this is not some you know some phony law that came up because I really wanted to know the civil uh, the civil um, the Civil Liberties Act of nineteen of nineteen eighty eight. We can do it. We can do right by us, by the people, by by black people. We can. It's it's, it's not if we can do it; is if we want to do it. But this is that was just my little history for y'all today. Um, if you like this podcast, tune in again for episode three. Um, if you want, if you have any constructive criticism for me, please leave it below. If you want to get in direct contact with me, um, you can email me at realtalkwithken1 at gmail.com. That's realtalkwithken, all one word, no capitals, the number one at gmail.com. I urge everybody... To trust in your research, turn off your TV, turn off Tucker Carlson, turn off Rachel Maddow, turn off all Don Lemon and all these characters because that's exactly what they are. They're characters. They're not telling you the truth. And that's the one thing me and Donald Trump could agree on, that all media is fake. It's fake to me. 
They're not genuine. They're not providing a genuine message to the people. And they are, it's all tailor-based and agenda-based. Do your research. Do your research. That's all I can say. Peace and love. Everybody have a great weekend. Treat each other with respect. Treat each other with love. And let's come back on Monday. Thank you.